got my I got my at the time younger brother's uh, girlfriend for her birthday. Like just she likes like different stuff like that, like the collectible stuff. And so just like in the middle of like Hot Topic line, they had those little like these little packages, the little surprise collectible things. I forget what they're called, but they're like there's like I got her a Nintendo one, and there was a Star Wars one, and there's and it, you can like get these different. You know, like, what's the one I'm going to get? It's a mystery or whatever. Oh, like a blind box or a blind bag? Yeah, yeah, it's like these little, like, packages. Like, you almost, like, back in the day when we were kids and, like, you would turn the little thing. It looks almost like something that would come out, like, in something like that. But so I got her, like, just a few of the ones. Like, she loves Star Wars. Like, so that was once I got it. And so she was opening these ones. And so, like, I think... I got her a Nintendo one and it was like, you could get like the GameCube controller keychain, or you could get, maybe it was keychains, but it was like these little, you know, things. And I can't remember which one she got. And then she opened the Star Wars one. And I, I know about like, obviously the main characters of Star Wars, but I don't know about like some of the newer ones. And this must've been that. And she goes, oh, like that. And she was holding it and I go, who is that? And she goes, uh, it's the actress that was racist on the, like apparently, you know, that woman that was like. Oh yeah. I can't remember her name. How's it going, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Nerd Nylon Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Schifani, joined by the hashtag heart and soul, my brother, Adam. Hey, so this time Emmy didn't make noise because she's standing here getting pet. And Apollo right. even stopped his panting when I did the countdown. Right. He, I he saw like, you look back at him, though, he, or something. I was I was giving a little respect nod because he was like, uh, you know, he respected the moment of the silence for the uh, start of the podcast. Oh, OK. Yeah. That's also, nice uh, for anyone list- who listened to last episode, the gain is not messed up and I am not making your ears bleed. So there we go. Yeah, that's huge. We can't hear as as Jose once put. Adam's beard in 4K. I think he's Adam yes. breathing in 4K. Oh, that too. That too. Oh, it was Adam scratching his beard in 4K yeah. also. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. everything that happened on Adam's end in 4K. Like a car, a yeah. fucking truck drove by and you could hear it. Oh yeah, truck coon made an appearance yeah. and everything. <laughs> like the sand with the shoe and all that kind of shit. Yeah, like, is he making- the effects over there. That that was the funny thing. It was like an ASMR stream for our podcast for like the first twenty seven yeah. minutes. Yeah, Nick and Gold and Jose were all like, "Was there a truck that drove by? Chill, girl. Uh, was there a truck that drove by?" I was like, "I don't know, probably, but I didn't hear it." So Speaking anyway. of Jose, he's here. NSA Jose, the man that does it all. I am. I am. How are y'all doing? Doing well, man. Doing well, and. Having her back for the first time in what feels like forever, our good friend Katie Forbes. Hello, Katie. Yay, Katie. Mm-hmm. How are y'all? Doing Other good. Other than good. Pretty good. I'm good. talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> we're yeah, well, it's, uh, we're, we, we've been saying for weeks, like, we got to get Katie back. We got to get Katie back. And it's like something happens and, and like, you're out of town or. Hey, I'm depressed. Or I'm like, oh, hey, it's not depressed this week, but I'm out of town. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And then, as, and especially now, since the Grizz season is starting to really kick back up, we wanted to get you on before, you know, you had too yeah. many commitments. Yeah. So well, um, I haven't paid attention. Have the Grizz been doing well? Good enough. Uh, I mean, we're like, uh, I mean, I think they're, I don't so know that, what their record is. That, uh, uh, that answered my question. Well, I mean, they're above 500, so that's good. Like, so they're one game. 
one more game than they've lost. So that's a that's a that's a plus. They're not like undefeated or anything like that. But no. Do, do NBA teams ever go undefeated anymore? No, I didn't think. I mean, the the Warriors won a ton of like games, like in what whatever that like broke the Bulls record. Uh, yeah, so there's like, eight. There's eight two games in the regular season, and they won like seventy eight. Oh geez, they won. I mean, that was it. But they weren't. I don't remember what the longest stretch was like that they won. It was oh, a lot okay. still. But I mean, yeah, remember. Yeah. <laughs> I, every game we went to back then, we would just like watch the Warriors and be like, "Well, we're losing this." Like yeah. it's like you truly did give up. You did not believe Memphis. You're just like sitting back, like, "Well, we're we're gonna be losing. We're gonna lose yeah, this was, game now." Yeah. yeah. But then I think that team that team went on to lose to the LeBron Cavalier uh, Cleveland Cavaliers in the in the finals. Later heat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. So, I know. I'm just I'm just trying to think back in my sports memory. Gotcha. Since I'm literally sitting here doing a podcast and on the other screen watching my favorite baseball team of all time, like probably about uh, eight ounce, you, seven ounces away from winning the World Series. Are you a Braves oh. fan? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So I just want everyone to know that's listening and watching. You're welcome that I'm taking the time out of for you fucking dorks to do a podcast. <laughs> wow, my favorite sports team is literally on the verge of winning a championship. And he's in the World Series. He's like, I don't need you, people. My team's on the bigger and better things, and so am I. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm glad they're doing. It. I mean, honestly, what I realized is I was I was taking a bet, right? I was hedging my bet as far as like. All right, so tonight's game six of the World Series. Yeah. And it's 3-2. If they win win tonight, the Braves win the World Series. If they lose, then they go to game seven tomorrow night. That's when I was like, I can't do a podcast during game seven. There's no fucking way. There's not a chance in hell. No, and that's... Yeah, when when the Royals won, my brother had been a fan for like forever. I think it was 2015. And it was so huge for him. Like, yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah. Um. So we want to get into Katie's recent adventures, but before we do, before we do that, let's take a moment to recognize our sponsors. First off, our good friends over at Newing Order. I had them for lunch today. They are the best wings in Southern Grub here in the 901. You can catch them on their website at uh, newingorder.com to find out where the truck is every single day. And then if on their socials is at Newing Order on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. And if you go by there sometime this week or in the future, make sure you say, hey, the guys from Nerd 901 sent me. I want to try that Nerd 901 sauce. Let me see what that's talking about. I guarantee you will not be disappointed at all. You won't. Yeah. And actually, this is uh, Nacho November, so you can go. They're bringing back their Caribbean jerk nachos, which are really good. And I'm not a big nacho person. Uh, So, yeah, check those out. Last month was Raspberry Serrano, which is like a I think they mixed like raspberry jam with Serrano peppers. It was killer. (laughs) But yes, but go get some nachos because, you know, November nachos November. Avocado tacos because I'm a, a vegetarian. They're vegan, though, and they're like. I'm not like I'm not even like a foodie nerd, but like there, if I was gonna describe them, it's like oh, it has all the right crunch with the you know blah, blah, like the like it's very, but just trust me, like it's like they 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 hit all those marks or whatever. It's just like I'm so used to eating like well, not necessarily like recently, but like for years, I was so used to eating shitty like vegan food, you know, just because it's always like an afterthought on a menu. Yeah, and you right. can tell that they like 
legitimately like newing order like legitimately spent time working on this like avocado taco and mm. like another weird thing i'll say about them and nobody's making me say this but like they're good like warm or just like room temp or if you put them in the fridge and they're cold like they're straight up like and i'm not even one of those people that eats like anything at any temp and so like because of the avocados like fried or something it doesn't get like it doesn't get like the texture doesn't get too weird you know what i mean yeah because so, yeah, avocado kind of turns black after a while doesn't it yeah because it because it's exposed to oxygen but once it's yeah. fried it's good it's yeah, covered it's not yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. But I, I uh I converted another new wing order fan today and a coworker in Wesley. She's she's now a big new wing order fan. This is the first time she ever had it. I was like, it's my treat. Please let me allow you on my dime to experience the the, the world that is new wing order wings. Yeah. We'll give you the first and then you'll be back. Don't worry. Yeah, you'll be back. Yeah. Um secondly, the podcast is powered by our good friends over at C. Um, what? I think we lost Nick. <laughs> I think so. Mid promo. No, no. Wait, can you hear me on the Discord? Yeah, I'm back. Oh, you're back. back. You're back. You're back now. But I got you the just... screenshot. Yeah. I got the screenshot. Really? Oh, what happened? That's weird. It just froze. Jose, it send me froze. the send me the screenshot. Oh, I'm about to. I can't wait for you to name that one. That'd be great. Uh, anyway, so let me get through this. So yes, Dustin and Maria Star have brought wrestling back to the nerd to the not to the nerd not one. They brought back wrestling to the 901 <laughs> by having at their wrestling center here in town. They have great uh, matches every single week on CW30, your local, I guess TV station. I don't know what it is on like TV providers nowadays. It's CW30. You can find it. I've got it on YouTube TV. On YouTube, um, they put the episodes on YouTube. Yeah, and they put the episodes Just, on to YouTube. And, and this Sunday, they have a live recording, the live taping for a, a few shows. So I think I'm going to swing by there and, ca- and, and catch a couple shows and promote something that we'll talk about here in just a second. Woo. So, uh, so uh, yeah, come out and see them this Sunday at two o'clock at the Wrestling Center, which I don't know the address, but I'm sure it's on their website. I'm going to look it up now. Okay. Easy to get. Like parking's easy, like it's all very oh, yeah. easy to like get in and out, and it's not super affordable. So, like, I, and people go there, like, have kids or don't have kids. It's just like a fun, I mean, I've been, it's really fun, it's really fun, you know. And it's like, it's like in this kind of closed off area, and so it's like very much like, I don't know, it's cool. You're just kind of like off in your own like world or something. I just like it, it's cool. Was and the first time that you went, the first was when I got body slammed, or had you gone prior to that? <laughs> First time or not, I feel like that was not, but I may have gone to two shows. I know you um, went to the outside show that had last Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I can't remember if that was the first time I went or not, because I feel like I'd been there more than once. Maybe I went there when they were getting it ready. I, I can't remember. I can't remember, but uh, it was really cool. And like, they, I didn't even realize when I went that they had like food for sale, like all kinds of stuff. So it was cool. Yeah, they have Topps Barbecue. Yeah. for sale there so if you are a memphis barbecue fan and enjoy tops then you can't go wrong with some tops barbecue and some local wrestling so so i want to do allude to some housekeeping when i housekeeping when i said uh i'm going to go there to promote something this sunday which is extra life 2021 
We are starting our Extra Life campaign. Well, it's already started technically, as you can see on the bottom of the screen there, uh, with our Extra Life uh, bar fill up. But we start our first actual game day this Saturday. So it's November 6th at 10 a.m. Central Time. We'll go virtual on here on twitch.tv slash nerd901, where you can come donate and do a lot of fun things as we play multiplayer games with some guests like Dustin as we play some Fortnite, or I think we're going to try to do the uh, fighting game rock block last hour of the stream. We'll do some back for blood, but just, you know, a bunch of bunch of fun multiplayer uh, games with some fun incentives. Like we'll bring the beans back. We'll bring Adam get slapped in the face back slap. We're bringing uh, eggs to the face back. We are bringing shots. Color shots will always face. be available. The, At this point, we're bringing sexy back too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we uh, one of them I introduced during a previous campaign was the the pickle and lemon juice shot that and people like that one just because I make it's very sour and it, it, uncontrollable faces. So people like that. So I'm doing that again too. So yeah. that should be fun. And some what was that, Katie? They like see you looking miserable, just making the work like faces, just like oh god. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think I think we have we some other. I think we have some other incentives that I can't think of at the moment, but some of the milestones that we have are uh, at. Oh, I guess I can bring them up here, here in say, the Discord. Bring up the doc. At yeah, a thousand, you and I are going to take a pie to the face. Now, if we hit a thousand during the first stream where we're at just our individual homes um we're probably going to wait and do the pie like it's fi- actually 500 is five is it 500 yeah oh well at 500 yeah. we'll take a pie of the face and uh <laughs> just because of like i'll be running the stream i can't like really like run off and like clean pie out of my beard and everything so True. we're probably gonna like do that incentive on the live day and just be like you know and tweet out videos of it and whatnot. Matter of fact, it's probably all our all our milestones will probably end up doing on the live. live. Day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah on that way. Yeah. <laughs> and so um at a thousand dollars I will walk across I will do the dreaded Lego walk. Basically just Do you have a bunch up. of Legos? James has some that I can that I can grab and like I said, I mean I can go buy some if I need to. I need to I need to check the Lego stash before I go buy some. Check uh if if before you buy some, also check mom and dad's house because mom has like a shit ton of stuff from when we were kids, and I, there's probably a bunch of Legos. Okay, and then twenty five hundred, uh, Jose is going to eat some hot wings that, uh, as c- I can confirm, our new f- our friends at Newing Order will make up specially for you, Jose. Sp- special batch of because last time I accidentally ate their hottest ones. And I was the only one who didn't feel anything. <laughs> I yeah. ate like five he before like, I found good. out. <laughs> yeah. When we did our first extra live stream at Paul's old uh, apartments Second. over at Filter Square. Second. No, no, no. Listen. No, no. Listen. When we did Paul's, we, it was Paul's house at Filter Square. Grant came over and hung out with us. Uh, and we had some of the, and they said so they did, because so, we did some of the uh, boneless wings for the hot, like ring a uh, fire bonus wings for something. 
and there was one little boneless wing left and i was and so i was like oh grant yeah you gotta try that it is amazing i didn't tell him what it was <laughs> and he popped the whole entire evil. thing in his mouth and his whole face went red he immediately started sweating he looked at me he's like you son of a bitch <laughs> and i fucked him up with that one that was real bad That's he's such funny. a good friend <laughs> yeah i know i know, I know. Like um, you're like now that I think about it, he hasn't spoken to me since. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if, oh my God, he talks to me way too much, fucking loser. Anyways. Uh, we love you, Grant. Just kidding, Grant. I love you. Um, there's a good chance that he'll probably pop into the stream. <laughs> very good uh, chance. Uh, and then at 3,500, Maddie, our good friend Maddie, is going to come over and make Adam look pretty for once in his life. That is cr- <laughs> Dang. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, so and I've hey, Ashton did a decent job last time. She we, did we a good job. Ashton, Ashton did a great job. But Maddie is uh, Maddie's next level. Like, she, she can do some crazy stuff with makeup. So, uh, yeah, Ashton made me look just very I feel pretty. like you look like a porcelain doll. Yeah, that's like, like, kind of what it was. <laughs> Red cheeks, you know what I mean? Uh, there's, there's talk like oh, there, if that's the case, all I needs is a little bit of blush right here, and he'll yeah, be fine. That's oh, why yeah, the I'm already, portrait I'm of both of you behind white. you is terrifying. <laughs> Say that yeah. again. That's why, yeah, that's why that portrait looks terrifying. Oh. You two look like porcelain dolls. Yeah, with no souls, just about to eat your face. Um, Jose's referring to the sure. portrait to Nick's left in the picture for for those of you watching. For those of you listening on the audio version later, uh, there is a there is a like a drawing of Nick and I as kids and we're like overalls and everything, and it is the most terrifying shit you've ever seen. In your it, life. Is. it is. It, it is awful. Is. But anyway, um, yeah, Maddie's Maddie's confirmed she's going to come over and do my makeup if we hit that mark, and she's very excited about it. So this should be fun. Yeah. Um. And then $5,000, I am taking what we have dubbed Nick's Mario Bath, which is basically Adam <laughs> has gotten a uh, Mario hat, gloves, and mustache, which I had grown, but I had to fucking shave it. Dude. I had to get rid of that mustache. It was, it was too much. I, I couldn't do it anymore. Mustache? Yeah, it was it was the Ted Lasso mustache had to go. But anyways, uh, and then I've got a kiddie pool, and we're going to get tarp out. Big fan? I said a fake fan. <laughs> I'm not a fake fan. Apple No, I know, I know. <laughs> not a fake fan when they officially like think that you're an influencer for some fucking reason. <laughs> Someone in that social media department fucked up real bad. Let's just be honest. That or they just they just started you off on the influencer track. Uh, no, no. The real recognizes real, Nick. Come on. Oh, yeah, that's true. true. Okay. You know that. that. Okay. Um, so, and the Dodger, I mean the Braves. He's like, eh, whatever. I don't need you, dorks. I'm out of here. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so we're gonna have a kiddie pool in the middle of Jose's living room, which I'm sure he loves, and okay. th- they're gonna pour uh, tons of marinara on top of me. We may just end, really? we haven't been able to find large things. Mar- we might just be getting like industrial sized cans of tomato sauce and <laughs> just. I know that Jose typically has roommates, so I'm like. Or do they know? Are they gonna walk in and be like, "What the fuck"? They'll probably like it. No, they'll, they'll, know. Know. they'll, they'll know. They'll they, know. They know. They do know already. <laughs> They're like, "All right, we'll put up with it." Yeah, and we have a stretch goal this year, folks. If you're listening, listen very carefully. If we get us to ten thousand dollars, which for the will be the first time that we've ever hit ten thousand dollars, my ass will go straight through a table. That's right. You heard it here. 
I will get body slammed or power bombed or however the fuck Dustin Starr comes up with it. But I will go through a professionally wrestling professionally a professional wrestling table. That's right. Right through a wooden table, sacrifice my body for the kids. I look like if anyone's not watching our faces, like I'm watching Jose like put his hand like at his mouth, like, oh my god, like this like the devastation this this could bring. So so for those of you listening, find your friends with deep pockets, ask work if they want to make a charitable donation. Let's make this happen. Put this man through a table. I was there for the body slam and I was already nervous about that because I was just like, Nick's like, we hold my stuff. And I was just like, yeah. And I'm like, I hope you get like, don't like, I was so afraid he was going to like, that and shit. I was so You're like, I hope that you stole your stuff in like half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell me who to give this to. Or yeah. Have you done your will yet recently? This is going to put Nick on a t shirt real quick. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Every it's funny. Life. I gave all my stuff <laughs> to hold for Katie to hold, but she was easily happy to video the entire thing too. <laughs> yes, I did. I was just like, hopefully, I'm not filming my friend about to get extremely injured. Yeah, no, I, I feel uh, I feel confident that Dustin and and his crew will take care of me. So, yeah. um, I yes, we we were we saw my mom and dad this weekend, and my mom was like. Oh, have y'all come up with what y'all are going to do for (laughs) the goals for your extra life? I was like, yeah. And we told her, I was like, but there's one more thing. She's like, well, what is it? I was like, you're going to hate it. She's like, oh, it can't be worse than a body slam. (laughs) 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 I was like, no, uh, I'm going through a table. She goes, I'm not talking to you for the rest of the night. (laughs) Yeah, she was a fan of that. Yeah, Summer's not. Summer's not. What's that, Katie? So she's like, we will not be speaking until Christmas at least. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Summer's not excited about it either. She's like, okay, well, I guess I'll be a single parent for the rest of my life after that. So <laughs> well, that was good. Anyway, good, so that as a wrestling fan, I've seen many indie wrestling shows, not necessarily the ones with Dustin Rhea, but ones that are like, you know, armories and all of that. And I've seen people that I'm like that wrestler is very inebriated right now and he's about to go do this stuff. Maybe honestly, maybe that's, maybe that makes them maybe like, that's loose. the key to like, bump, you know? yeah, exactly. Like just like, Oh, I'm relaxed or whatever. But yeah, I was going to say like, I've seen so many people that I'm like, should they be doing that? And they live through it. So I'm like, okay, that probably means Nick will also live. Through yeah. It. Well, if, if you go to my Twitter page at nerd nine one Nick and see my uh, pen tweet, the question will be answered, should he be doing that? And if you look at my body flops off the ground, it is very much a no, he should not be doing that. But I'm going to do it anyways. <laughs> I'm here so, for it. It'll be fun. Yeah. Um, so that was a long version of housekeeping because we're explaining how actual life is going to work. Uh, again, you can come to twitch.tv slash nerd901 this Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Uh, Central Time to donate and have fun. But if you want to go to donate to the actual website it's extralife.com slash nerd not one is nope. there a hyphen nope nope, nope. nerd not com slash extra life okay thank you thank you I couldn't there remember. is no hyphen it is i made it as simple as possible nerd not com slash extra life big brain returns <laughs> gotta make it as easy as possible for people to give money to the children yes and all this goes to um so i forgot to mention this all all the money all proceeds go to labonner 
So we've talked about in the past how Lavonner has so many meanings to us before. And one last thing, and I'm sorry, and then we'll move on to to our our conversations and topics. But this year, I've talked to Adam and the other guys, and I've, I've asked uh, Ricky, my friend. But we are dedicating this extra live stream to my friend Kim Holloway, who, if you heard last time and seen it on Twitter, recently passed. Um, so we've de- decided to because she worked at Lebonner too. She was an RT in Lebonner. So we're we're de- we're dedicating this stream to her. So please, in her name, come and donate to Lebonner to continue to do the great work that they do. Indeed. So, all right. So, Katie. Yes. You recently went to Austin mm-hmm. for Austin Film Fest. I did. Tell us about that. And I know there are some things you can't talk uh, on the record as far as meetings and people you, you spoke with, but tell us about the important I Spill <laughs> all of the details. <laughs> so, like, but, you can't talk about all your things. But. Yes. But, but at least, like, you know, tell us. What you went about there the for, experience. your experience, you know, yeah. like if there were, there are people that you can talk about that you spent time with. So yeah. just, just dive right into it. Let's go. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, a little bit of background for people that are just like, why are you going to that anyway? Is that uh, I decided to start uh, attempting to be a screenwriter during the pandemic, during the quarantine and all that shit. Um, and I ended up writing two one hour TV pilots like. That. like I've, now they're in like the sixth or seventh drafts and you know shit like that so I uh but it was one of those things where I was just like can I do this or whatever and then I'd read about how like I was just I don't I don't obviously I don't have the training like a ton of training or anything so I just like looked up what are the best like writing com- like screenwriter conferences or things it's like I wasn't gonna most likely be going to film school or anything like that but uh, so I'd seen that like on one of the legit lists or whatever was the Austin Film Festival and Writers Conference. And it said that it was the specific film festival. If you're a screenwriter or interested in writing like that, they call it like the Writers Conference. And the like picture, the idea is that, I mean, you, there are different badges that you buy, uh, but there's no like, quote unquote, VIP and there's no. So like, for example, the creator, I think it's, I, I may pronounce people's names wrong, but, uh, Michael, uh, Shear or Shear, I can't say it, Michael Shear, Shear, anyway, the creator of Parks and Rec, um, he was there and, you know, he would do a panel and pretty much if people wanted to talk to him afterwards, he was like there and would chill and talk to people. So basically there's no, like what they call like red velvet ropes. Like mm-hmm. if there's a famous writer there or actor or anybody, they're basically expected and usually are excited to like talk to everybody and all of that. And it's funny because writers like writers do like supporting other writers. Like a lot of it feels like, you know, the rest of the industry doesn't really respect writers, even though they're the ones that, you know, create jobs and actually do the projects, but other writers seem to. Um, And so that was fun to go there and actually have, and, and plus you just, get to hear stories of people who were also you know at at some point just like me where they were just starting out um so anyway i decided to go to that so that i could go to um it's like four days of panels and then a bunch of movies uh and it was one of those things where i did it and then i was just like oh what the fuck like i'm not one of these people i mean i travel by myself and stuff but for something like this this was my first big investment in like oh i'm a screenwriter i'm gonna go you know do this or whatever like and uh so it was one of those things where I was nervous about it um, because I knew I needed to talk to people. And 
you know, I go back and forth between whether I'm like an extrovert that just is like has anxiety or if I'm actually a, you know, introvert, but it's not one of those things. Like I can talk to people I know, like once I get to know them, it's very comfortable for me. But before that, it's like walking up to strangers and the networking aspect is like, uh, I can hate it. Like I'm not good at it. Like most, I like one of the first networking things I went to like a couple of years ago, like when I was in marketing, this, I was in New York and this guy like came up to me. I didn't, did not want to talk to anybody, but he came up to me and he's like, Hey, uh, you know, I, what do you do or whatever? And I'm like, Oh, I'm here for this audio like conference thing or whatever. And uh, he's like, where are you from Memphis? And then, and I said, so I just say, where are you from? And he's like, Oh, Dallas. And I go, Oh, I hate Dallas. Like that's the first thing I said as a reply. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> I just gotten back from there. And so oh, wow. and it was like a shit show as far as like, the stadium and like trying to get in and we had to run from the cops. Anyway, it was this crazy like shit where I was super anti-Dallas at the moment. And so it was just such bad timing because he said that as soon as I said, I was like, like, I just let that come out of my mouth. Like, and he goes, Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, some people don't like it. I would have been so mad if somebody said that to me about Memphis. I would have been like, fuck you. But I was just like, Oh, I hate Dallas. And I was like, God, I'm bad at this. Uh, but so anyway, I talked to, um, some people I didn't like, like they have parties and stuff. Like my first time going is like most things that when I do it the first time, even if I'm excited, it's not as enjoyable as the second or third time of doing something. Cause you know, the first time you just don't know what to expect or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So there's probably some more like parties and things that I would go to if I go next year that I didn't go to this year because I didn't have anybody that I knew there. Like literally the only person that I basically even partially knew that was going was Craig Brewer. And he was literally going to, you know, show his movie. And it's not like he anyway, it's not one of those things where I had people I could meet up with, you know, or anything. And so that was kind of the introverted part of me was just like, oh, fuck, you know. Uh, but it ended up being really good and the panel was really cool and it kind of felt, made me legitimize myself more and like, okay, this is a real thing. And people would, you know, ask why you're there. And so you would have to say, I had to say several times, I'm a screenwriter. And it's like very uncomfortable saying that because I would usually say I'm a screenwriter that has not been financially compensated for it yet. Yeah. And one quick time out, people who are listening don't know who Craig Brewer is. He's a, he's a Memphian, um, uh, director. He directed hustle and flow and black state loan. And he just recently did the, the, uh, second coming to America movie. Yeah. He's done a, a bunch of stuff, but, uh, yeah. And he, so they had a, like, I think they called it a retrospective. Like they had these, I didn't realize Austin, I think that was my first time being in Austin and it's very cool. I didn't realize they have a bunch of like old school, like movie theaters, like, or, or just, oh, yeah. yeah. And so they had like all the, the showings of stuff like set up at those. Um, and they had a retrospective where they showed like a couple of like older movies. And so one of them was hustle and flow. They showed that at the state theater. Um, and Craig Brewer was there, uh, to answer questions and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and then there's the paramount theater, which I got to see, um, the new Wes Anderson movie. Um, oh, nice. all of a sudden, but it was, it was really good. Um, but it was wild because I, I hadn't been in theaters that are not, I mean, it's gonna make me sound so lame and like corporate, but I haven't been in theaters in so long that are not like stadium seating. And I was like, well, this is like old school. Like, I don't know the last time I sat in like a movie theater where everybody's on the same, like, you know what I mean? Like you're so yeah, used to here. So I was like trying to get in the right spot so I could actually see the screen. I was like, God, I'm spoiled. But, uh, theaters like that? 
they don't still, I mean, they're, they're still open for those yeah, kind of things. That's true. They're, yeah, they're not building them like that as far as I know. Um, but yeah, yeah so they probably aren't. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they, uh, so it's, it's, and that was really cool. There wasn't a lot of people there, but Craig was like, I'm actually cool with hardly anybody being here. And he told this story about how his first film had gotten into the Austin film festival, which was a movie um, called the poor and the hungry. I think I'm saying that right. Based off like P and H um, cafe, like this, that's the poor and hungry. And it's about yeah. a car, like a stolen car, like somebody whose car gets stolen. Um, and it's, it's a terrible pitch uh, <laughs> for me to say it. So don't go off that. Uh, but anyway, he got it. Um, he got it in the Austin film festival. And he said that the guy that made crouching, Tiger, this is like early, like 2000 or 2001. So before hustle and flow and that the guy who made crouching tiger, hidden dragon, I think is the name of it was there for premiere of that movie. So that was, it was obviously way back then. And he's like, I'm handing out flyers trying to get people to come. Cause my showings going to be like after this, like after this big, you know, <laughs> yeah. thing or whatever. Like, and I end up going up to that guy and just being like, will you please stay to watch my, you know, you know, film or whatever, like after you're done with yours. And he said, the guy was just like, uh, I don't know. man. said that he ended up, I don't want to like wrongly state it, but if he wasn't the only person at his own showing, he was like one of the few, like he's like, nobody was there because like it was already after like people were wanting to see other things. Nobody had heard of me. You know, this is like a movie I made in Memphis and, uh, so he was like, it brings me back to like those days of that. And he was like, and plus he goes, you're the more hardcore screenwriters and stuff that are here and interested. The cool thing was he answered people's questions like forever, talked to everybody afterwards, um, had a bunch of cool stories about um, hustle and flow and like how all that worked and the music. And um, I ended up asking him if he had had pressure on the hustle and flow film to not film it in Memphis, because, you know, like a bunch of shit that is Memphis quote unquote is not filmed yeah. in Memphis. Mm-hmm. It's right. that it bothers people outside of Memphis, but I know it bothers people in Memphis sometimes when, I mean, it's one thing if some stuff's filmed in Memphis and some isn't, but there's some shows that like legit or, t- or, um, movies just like call something in New Orleans or you know whatever so I was like we as Memphians appreciate that Hustle and Flow is like film there like you see Crystal Palace in the background and then like I was noticing when I rewatched it the movie still holds up by the way like if y'all haven't watched it in a long time it's really good and I hadn't paid attention to some of the like details in so long and so there was like a Neely's like napkin Mm -hmm. and cup like you know thing or there's like all these different like references. Um, and he goes, funny thing. And I said something about the Neelys during that thing. And he goes, the funny thing is, he goes, you mentioned that he goes, whenever juicy J, when we had the hook for, um, I think it was for it's hard out here for a pimp. Like, is that the, that's the one I think that won that's the, the uh, song. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's one that won the Oscar. Yeah. He said that juicy J literally pulled out his like verse or his lyrics on a Neely's napkin. <laughs> he had like written it on there. I was like, that's Oh, awesome. that's, so cool. that's like such a cool, like, you know, thing. And he said that that whole, yeah. that whole um, song from like record written, recorded, and like made all the business deals all within two hours. That song went from nothing to that, all of that in two hours. Cause he said that juicy J had texted him or, or no called him and said, uh, 
because John Singleton apparently wasn't, who is from Boys in the Hood, was working with this. And he was, GCJ was like, he's trying to fuck me over, man. He's not trying to give me the money he wants. I was wanting to work with you, but, you know, I don't want to. So anyway, like they went back and forth some, you know, and then he's like, okay, this is, he goes, they literally looked at each other's phones. Like their lawyers went back and forth a few times or whatever. And they were like, is that okay? And he's like, yeah, is that okay? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, so within two hours, like the whole thing was like, at first I thought maybe it was going to happen, that it did. And I was like, yeah, that's a. Uh, uh, that would be a uh, tough thing yep. having to navigate all that. Um, but yeah, it was really imagine really that cool. not happening now and like not having that song. And right, right, right. I mean, and, if you think about Three Six Mafia, like then got an MTV show because of that movie, that, that film, and that song. Yeah, I mean, it did huge things for them. It did huge things for Al Capone um, and like him getting with that trick in there, like Craig was even talking on one of the panels the next day that he was on and he was trying to tell, if I, of course I know what he's talking about, but he was trying to talk to other people in the crowd and he's like, y'all don't understand what that trick is like an, an anthem in Memphis, like at Chris games and stuff. Like he goes, I'm talking blue or purple haired old ladies, like screaming whoop that trick. You know, yeah. <laughs> well, um, you know it's become, it's in, he's like, it's flattering or it's, I like that, you know, people are still appreciative of it and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, so that was cool. And then um, Stephanie Elaine, who is the producer that took a chance on Craig and did some other, did like a bunch of other things, um, also helped with, um, she's the one that got John Singleton his start with Boys in the Hood and also Craig Brewer. Um, I ended up meeting her family in the line to see Hustle and Flow. And so she was supposed to be there, but her flight got canceled or something. And this is just one of those things where it's just like, you never know. So I wasn't talking to that many people. I just happened to talk to these people. I had no idea who they are. And then um, one of them goes, yeah, her, and pointed to his wife and said, yeah, her sister's the producer on Hustle and Flow. And I was like, Stephanie? And she, they're like, oh, do you know her? And I was like, no, I'm sorry. I just called her by her first name. Like, we're like, I'm a fan. They were like, oh, well. So we were talking about that. And then I asked about, I was like, did she really sell her house to like be able to like make sure that that movie was made? And they were like, yes. And like, she took all these like chances and stuff. So we were, I was just saying how much I respected her. And she was getting an award there for producing. Um, and so the next day I'm at her talk and somebody turns around and it's her sister and she's like hey would you do you want to meet her or whatever like and and then so she introduced her like this is the girl this is the woman we were telling you about that knew all about your work and i was like oh my gosh like this is so cool or whatever and so that was one of those like quote unquote you know rewarding you talk to people and it actually works out and they're nice and turns out like you know they introduce you to one of your favorite producers. Ever, so. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, no, that's badass. I mean, and that's yeah. and like, and that's. I just asked her. I was like, you know, I'm. I said I'm 36. I was like, you know, I've had some a lot of people, or not a lot, but some people, and plus, it's just kind of like a known thing, is that with writing, especially TV writing and all of that, but pretty much any writing, like that after 30 with that is just like, Oh, that's old. And so I was like, I'm 36, you know, starting all this late, you know, do you think that that's an issue? And she was like, I didn't, she was like, I started writing screenwriting cause she had done producing, but not screenwriting. She's like, I didn't start screenwriting until my fifties. She's like, so of course I'm not going to say that it's like, you know, too late or whatever. And I was like, right, that makes sense. So, um, but she was really nice and um, it was really nice of her family to do that or whatever, but that's awesome. That was cool. And trying to think there was, I mean, we, I went and saw like a documentary about new Jack, the wrestler. It was really good. 
Um, I saw, and then I, I, anyway, I just saw a bunch of documentaries. I saw a bunch of stuff and I took a bunch of like panels and classes. Like the per, the woman who, I don't, I don't know how many writers were on it, but I know one of her credits was that she wrote Captain Marvel and she also did Inside Out oh, yeah. and worked at Pixar. So she did a whole panel and she was super cool where she explained story and how like you have to have an emotional connection to these characters. Like if you write something and it's just like, so-and-so goes to the store and then they do this, like nobody <laughs> gives a shit. Like you have to have people care. You know what I mean? Like you have to right. put something there. They're like, so she did a whole talk about that. It was really good. And then the guys who wrote the Pokemon um, Detective Pikachu is the, is that the yeah. movie? Um, yeah. yeah. So they were there and they were, cause they were in their credit things when they were introducing them, they were saying it was the highest rated Rotten Tomatoes highest rated based on a video game or, yeah. video or something um, like at the highest rating. And it's, I haven't seen it, but I've heard that it's actually good. Um, yeah. And it did. Yeah, it's pretty good. Well. It's yeah. their most successful movie. I actually think, I think you would find that movie adorable. Katie. I think you should probably try and check it out. They talked about it on there. They were like, cause it was a, it's two guys that are a duo. And it's like, so, mm-hmm. I'm jealous of them because they've been writing partners, screenwriting partners since they got out of college. And they're like, you know, like, you know, their thirties now or whatever, like thirties yeah. probably. Um, and so they've just like written stuff together and they're like, it's kind of like a marriage. Like you just like one of us, like it works. Like one of us wants the blank page and the other one wants to come back and like make the edits and like, He's like, you have to not have an ego and you have to like not be like, well, I got to get all my jokes in there. You know what I mean? But they were talking about Pokemon movie and they were saying that um, that they it was a challenge because they they wanted to like make it true to the video game and to fans of it and like respect that. He's like, but also, how am I going to get my mother, who's like, you know, 50 or 60, to go to the movie theater or, like, take her grandkids or, like, whatever to see it? Right. And, like, or get adults to watch it that don't give a shit about Pokemon. <laughs> and so they were, like, trying to balance those two things where it could still be enjoyable to people who didn't know all the, like, stuff. And then they talked, there was, like, a question, I'm sure it was, like, a Pokemon fan was there, were like, how did you decide, like, which characters to use? And they were like, well, we basically, like, come up with a story and then we try to, like, match, like, which you know, one goes with this or that, you know, and stuff, but they were really cool. Um, they also did like wrote for, uh, the tick TV show, like the yeah. cartoon or uh, something. Cartoon cartoon or they, the, the live action. I was going to say there's a recent live action with Amazon. Can't remember if I know they've done a lot of like animation stuff. So it may have been that one. Um, and they did, uh, they, it's, they've done like a bunch of like random stuff. Like they did, um, one day at a time, the Netflix version or whatever they wrote for that. Um, yeah. and yeah, they did a bunch of stuff, but anyway, they were very cool and they were very helpful as far as like, they were just like, look, you just, you know, you, your ego can't just be like so crazy that you don't want to like, like, again, if you, if you have a writing partner or something like, or even there was a bunch of good advice about if you ever get into a room to pitch things, you know, to like, or even in front of somebody that could actually make your movie or your TV show. It's like, it was the live action it. take, by the way. Sorry. What'd you say? I looked up the the guys. Cause I was, I was curious which if it was the live action of the, or the cartoon, it was the live action one from 2019. Yeah, no, I, I didn't know that, but okay. um, that was, I was just curious. But yeah. So anyway, I, I, it was really cool. I don't want to ramble on it. Like is longer than I already have, but it was oh, really, no, cool. I mean, that's why we wanted you on here. So ramble on. As yeah. Much it's as a cool want. story. It's, I mean, it was a cool yeah, well, trip, I mean, like, so. yeah, because like the thing is, you know, like you, you, you did this kind of by yourself, you know, you yeah. just kind of went there, but also like you're saying, like you had these little, like little shops, these little classes or whatever. Do you feel like 
for someone who entered a TV pilot going through those little panels and little shops, like kind of like as you're listening to them, you could like feel like you could like kind of almost like picture it in your brain, like how to like improve a script or improve even like a small storyline or something. Yeah, for sure. There was, a, there was a bunch of things in where they would just say like one thing, you know, I'd be like, Oh shit. Like that's like, you know, like for instance, the, the writer, the woman that did Captain Marvel or whatever, she said something about, if you don't have, it doesn't matter. Like the character doesn't have to be like the audience. Like, you know, obviously superheroes aren't like the audience. She's like, you have to have an emotional connection. Otherwise they're just watching from up here. They're not living it with the characters. They're not defining, like they're not, you know, making it like part of them. They're watching from up here. And she's like, when you watch from up here and you're just watching someone else, you're just not going to be as interested. Like you're not, it's not going to be a movie that you keep watching over and over. It's not going to like connect you, you know, like the reason that people like, for example, like Ted Lasso is like the emotional connection to people have to it and all of that. It's not necessarily like, Oh, I love soccer. And that's why I love Ted Ted Lasso, you know? Um, And so she said some stuff about that, that made me realize like on some of my like characters or things that I've written, like, Oh, I've made them too one dimensional or like, you know, a big thing they say with writing is this probably is true of screenwriting or just like writing a book or short story or something um is that i've lost my train of thought all of a sudden that happens to me because i hear chris in the kitchen and i'm like getting (laughs) distracted (laughs) um but um shit what was i saying uh Sorry. <laughs> look back to Chris. Like, can you help me? What I was saying? <laughs> no, I think you were just uh, saying like kind of like how the like they were, oh, you know. So um, they were saying that the biggest thing people do with writing characters is they write the one probably you know closest to them well as far as like they give them all these emotions and dimension and all this, and then these other characters that are the least like them or not a likable character or whatever, they make them very one dimensional. And, mm. and the writer was like, you got to go back and ask yourself questions about every character. Like, why do we care about this character? What is, and then a big thing is to ask like, what does this character want? And what a character wants is different sometimes than what a character needs. So like a character wants to like, there was a person that did a thing about Queen's Gambit and they're like, the character wants to just like win a chess game. Like that's how it starts. They want, well, it turns out that she needs more than that. Like she needs connection with people and she needs all these other things. And so there was a bunch of like, like explanations, things like that, that kind of broke it down and made things make more sense to me for sure. Um, So that was cool. That's awesome. So like, as you're, you know, I kind of mentioned it before you, you were, by, I mean, essentially you were by yourself there. Yeah. Um, so how was the experience of just being there by yourself? As far as, like you said, you're kind of an introvert, but you really took the, the chance of going out there by yourself and kind of trying to mingle and network with people of, of getting your name out there. How was that for someone that's that kind of deals with being an introvert and then being in fucking Austin, Texas in a film fest? Like what was that experience like for you? It was one of those things where it was just like, um, the, the weirdly a cool part is when you're uh, the majority of writers are introverted or anxious, quiet, like don't want to be super loud people in public. Like everybody's kind of like that. They would even make jokes from the stage like well the good news is no one here wants to talk to each other you know like everybody's the same so that was kind of actually helpful because like you'd be in a line and like 
or like one of the things and I fucking hate when people do this, but like they at the intro, like at the beginning, they did that. One of those things were like, turn to the person next to you and like, you know, tell them what you do and talk to them. And I always hate like that sort of forced shit, but I did it. Yes. Um, and right. they, but they jokes. And so you would be in line with somebody and you could, it's like, you both were like, should we talk to each other? You know, And eventually <laughs> one, one of us like would be like, what are you doing? You know? And so I heard a bunch of interesting, like, pitches and lines and stuff and you would hear people pitching to other people in line there was like a competition a pitch competition where you could get up for like we call it like an elevator pitch competition and do 90 seconds and you got 90 seconds in front of the and this is a real thing they do in front of like producers and people that have in manager like connections people and you got 90 seconds to tell them about your movie or your tv show and see if they like it or whatever which is like i'm sure that's I didn't go to that, but I have a feeling that is a very dramatic, intense thing because, yeah. But um, anyway, no, the, yeah, so the talking to people was, it got easier as it went on, um, like, just because you get more used to it. And then also it's just, there like, basically I would sometimes find someone else that also was there and knew no one. Right. <laughs> well, because you weren't. You weren't even, you weren't there for like two or three days. You were there for like a whole week. Yeah. Yeah. For a whole week or whatever. And I, I probably looking back is, at like, is the festival that long or is it? The conference is only four days, um, okay. but then with films going on after that for the next four more days. That so it's like sense. eight days. Okay. Uh, like the, the final movie, they'd always do like a big, I didn't stay for it because I, I would have had to leave so early the next morning, but the final like movie they did for the closing of the um, festival was Spencer, which is the princess Diana um, movie. Like that's what oh, they God. did. The, the showing, I don't think like, she like Kristen Stewart wasn't there or anything, but they may have had a director there. I'm not sure. Um, but that was one cool thing is like a lot of the films and stuff that you would go to, they would have like a writer or a director there that would like answer questions and a weirdly fun thing that I, I mean, I thought it would be fun, but it was even more fun than I thought was like one of those old theaters. They did a night where they showed two episodes of Parks and Rec on the theater, like big, big screen. That's badass. Uh, already obviously ones everybody had seen there, but that was actually making it more funny because like people would kind of like anticipate a joke or like nobody's mad because everybody's already seen it, you know, yeah. so if people are laughing too loud. It's not like a big deal. And that was really fun um, to like watch with a crowd especially after like the pandemic and stuff to watch something funny like that that everybody like la- like loves like that was just really fun and yeah, then yeah. They, yeah they had michael um Shear, the guy that did is the creator he came up afterwards and so he was answering questions he also wrote for the office he did the good place um he did stuff like that and so he would he, people were asking questions about that and um he would tell stories, but that was very cool. Like watching like so much so that I was like told Chris afterwards, I was like, I feel like there could be, I was like, I don't know how licensing would do it. I was like, but I feel like you could bring back like a theater of binge watching something like, Oh, like you go to the theater and binge watch season one of the office or you binge watch, you know what I mean? Like with other people, Mm, like old movies or, you know, stuff. And I told Chris, I was like, I could see that weird being a thing because it's like everybody's used to binge watching but now we're all like we've been kind of lonely because we've all been in our house and we've all been binge watched everything at this point yeah it's it's, it's 
fun to go or even like, I don't know if any of y'all have ever gone to like the Orpheum to see the old films or different things, but it's fun yeah. sometimes to go see like a movie or a show or something. Everybody there has pretty much seen already because you don't mind if they're quoting it. You don't mind if they're like, you know, yeah. making a joke or saying things. And so, and everybody's just kind of like laughing and not getting mad at each other or anything about, you know, be quiet. Yeah. Um, that was really, that was really fun. Um, so I wouldn't mind totally. Do, I would not mind sitting in a movie theater binge watching something all day. You know, they used to do like movie. Like I feel like they used to do that a lot. Like when I was younger, I'd hear about oh they're showing like all four Star Wars or like you know whatever they're showing this. Oh, movie. they do it for the Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah. They'll play like every single Marvel movie. One that's like a, is that the one that's like a twenty four hour thing? There's oh, it's well yes, over it's it at this over point. that now. That's crazy. The, and the average one of those is over two hours, and there's like 26 of them at this point. And are there people that try to like? I'm sure do the whole thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll yeah they'll like sleep in their in their seat throughout certain movies and stuff, and like get up and stretch and watch walk it's around. Like, well, like, it's Iron Man three. Let me knock out real quick. Okay. Well. You know. <laughs> hey, hey, chill out. Yeah, let's you watch your fucking mouth. At him. Okay. Okay. Uh, more universally accepted, it's Age of Ultron. Let me go ahead and say- no. Watch your fucking mouth. What are you doing here? What are I you- know this guy. This guy. Uh, <laughs> go with one of the first Thor movies. You dumb shit. Oh, Thor: Dark or, or World or is- Iron Man Two. Thor: or Dark Iron World is definitely a nap time. Yeah, like, that oh, was shit. not great. Uh, anyway, so Kay, let me let me ask you another thing too. Sorry, I'm kind of like grilling you on the spot here. But do you think, like after the panels that you went through in the in like the kind of like the shops or whatever, is it something that you like will kind of do again next year? Not only just go, but also put another like pilot in and just like keep keep running it until you find some form of like success. Um, yeah, I mean, I would go back uh, depending on what's happening in my life next year. I would one hundred percent like to go back um, and maybe convince a couple of friends that I know that are writers to go just so that I don't have to be there that time. It's like, I did it by myself so I can say I did. And then I would rather go with other people, but um, it, it, like I would do it again. And the writing stuff, like I would go to like, again, they do different panels every year, different people come through there. Um, and all of those were like really fun or helpful or both, most of them. Um, and it was cool to be in a group of people that I felt like these people are like me because I mean, everyone that this is a nerd podcast, so they should understand that there's like so many zones. Like I may be able to fit in places like, you know, like I can, I can do it, but when you're somewhere where every, you don't have to try to do it. It's just, Oh, everybody's like me. It's just it, so much it's when everyone fits in with you. Yes, right, right. Exactly. Like it, yeah. That's what it is. You're like, Oh, I don't, to like try to morph into what they like they're all like they already like you know or whatever they're excited about the same things i'm excited about and so that that's a that was a very um like a very energizing thing so it's 100 percent something i would do again yeah it's like going to work and putting on my normal person hat and then like somebody's like hey uh don't you like video games and i'm like yes (laughs) let's talk and then i talk to them for an hour and they're like all right well i gotta get back to work i'm like oh all right fine whatever that's how it is when i found out someone's like a wrestling fan like i was in the line to watch the wrestling documentary and there was two like older people in the line and then two guys like that were around my age and the older people were like so what's about like they hadn't done anything (laughs) they're like um you need some and they're like now is this going to be depressing they were like most wrestling documentaries are yep. pretty depressing are pretty depressing yep yeah. especially if it's one about new jack 
Yeah, yeah. And so um, I said something about being a wrestling fan or something. And then they were like, oh, we're wrestling fans too, or whatever the guys. And one of the guys ended up giving me this like little card thing with one of those Q, like the code stuff things, like a business card thing. And they had done a scripted, because that's another thing people are doing. Like one of the things you could enter uh, uh, is a scripted podcast. And so they did a scripted mm. podcast of luchador wrestlers. And then they had actual real wrestlers do their voices. So like Cole Cabana's on there. They were naming oh, nice. some other people. Yeah, that were on there. Um, and I haven't checked it out yet, but it was one of those things where we ended up, you know, nerding, nerding out over that. I'm like, oh, I've been to WrestleMania this many times, you know. Like, <laughs> That's cool. So, yeah, it's, it's it was really cool to be somewhere where it's just like, oh, there's, yeah, like you were saying, it's like, oh, there's somebody like me here. Like, I don't have to be like you, like, like they say it's like you're being like me oh this is a lot easier <laughs> it's like when jose and ernie and i met for the first time we're just like oh yeah that, the that's same really person. how that felt <laughs> yeah or it's like right. meeting all like oh, like i just clicked with y'all you know you just oh, yeah. sometimes it's it's i can get along with people where that i don't click easily but it's just so much easier when you do <laughs> oh yeah. yeah oh yeah for sure. for sure i had one of those moments this week i was talking with a friend at work that's only really watched dragon ball z He's like, mm-hmm. I kind of want to try something else too. Uh, Cause he loves like the fights and the animation. I'm like, dude, the animations yeah. for anime in general has gotten a lot better. You're missing out. Yeah. So yeah. I was telling him about uh, Jujutsu Kaisen because it's a, it's a shorter anime so far. Yeah, so please don't tell me you told this dude who just has watched one thing about one piece. <laughs> Oh no no no! I no I I'm not doing that. You okay. d- you have a process to these things. You gotta Adam. ease you know people this. in. You gotta get them yes. to watch Cowboy Bebop, Nick. Step yeah, and then we got you gotta <laughs> infect everyone thing. else in the group, and then assimilate them in. <laughs> See today, or was it yesterday when you were already partly preaching One Piece on my behalf, Nick? <laughs> I was preaching One oh, Piece. Oh, to Tyler. Oh, no, no to, uh, was, um... to gold. Oh, that's right. I did this. You you said maybe. <laughs> oh, like uh, watching it or something? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, oh, Nick was like, yeah. "That was a long maybe." <laughs> <laughs> that was a may- that was a maybe so stretched out. I forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, such a lie. If you remember telling it. <laughs> But the thing was, I was telling him about Jujutsu Kaisen and another guy was walking by and he's like, oh, are you caught up? I was like, oh, I'm caught up with the manga. He's like, oh, shit, me too. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. That's that's an awesome, sounds like an awesome trip, Katie. Something though, and somebody be like, has has the person died yet? And you're like, no, but now I know. <laughs> like I'll try to say things like if they don't remember what season it is, I'll be like, well, and it's like some insignificant thing or yeah. like whatever. But I have a friend who like they'll always be like, so has the dad left the mom? And I'm like, and that's like, a <laughs> you, you don't ask those kinds of questions. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, wild. It's always like, so like, what was the last thing that happened? Right. Exactly. Right. That's a better way to ask. Exactly. Nick, uh, yeah, so- I don't know if you had these same feelings, but as Katie's describing all of this, I'm like, man, I really want to go to a video game con because I've never been to one. No, no, it's no, you're, no, you're exactly right. And that's exactly why I was asking Katie some of those questions, because that's exactly how I felt. It's like, well, one, I felt like 
for Katie to go out and do that by herself is a huge like oh uh, yeah very awesome. uh, like momentous like yeah exciting thing for you to like go out and like for myself yeah. like for a related thing or, or even just anything like that on my own just like that not everybody else was interested in doing you know what i mean yeah. right but it, but it makes me feel confident in the sense the fact too like ab and i have always talked about wanting to go to like like a pax or a video game conference or e3 or something like that and then it's like yeah but then we go there like what do we do like how do you how do you network how do you do shit like that but then like hearing something like that where you're just like you really just kind of like just kind of find your niche and just kind of ease your way into like a certain portion of that of a crowd or people and then you just kind of you're just kind of there and i think that's kind of how it is for all conferences really you know what if it be a film fest or a a, a comic-con or a gaming conference or stuff like that it's it's really just like you like i mean jose put it perfectly you're you're in a place that people are like you mm. you don't have to be like them it charges you yeah. like energy wise like it just really oh really- it, your batteries like max yeah. capacity <laughs> yeah. the like entire it, time and, and i did i forgot to mention this i'll mention it real quick is that that for the first time at the festival this year uh they did a writing tr- like they had tracks like different tracks like panel things you could take and they had a writing track for writing for gaming and this is the first year they've done writing for gaming as like a full thing you could like take all these classes about and i was like that's probably showing you how much writing for gaming is about to really start oh, i don't know if any of y'all watched uh, mythic quest oh yeah but I the game watch- nick said it's really good it. fucking loved it dude yeah, Love that quest- show. yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought it was great uh and i always think about the writer on there you know that dramatic like the older man it's like <gasps> he's like saying all those things but yeah i didn't take the gaming the writing uh gaming one but i was just like that's gonna be like all the backstory like all this different stuff you know it's gonna now i now want you to go and like try and like so yeah oh my god what if katie fucking wrote a video game (laughs) i'd be all for it that'd that'd be dope as hell i feel like you really know about video games you know except like the old school ones and then you'd be like i think you just no here's the video game well, here's the thing. Just write your TV pilot, but just make it yeah. like for a video game. A video game, yeah. or just like, like the um, what was that? I really liked the uh, episode of Mythic Quest where they talk about the Everlight story, and that that's yeah. like one of the writers actually wrote that, like for like um, the one the girl that plays the short haired girl Poppy. that's like gamer testers. Oh, Ashley Birch. Ashley Birch is the writer wrote for the show. That Adam. That oh, that's story. awesome. Yeah, yeah, Ashley Birch. She, so Ashley Birch, the short-haired girl, uh, is a very well-known uh, Twitch and stuff, right? Well, she does video game like voiceovers. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's yeah. a voice actor. So she's a voice actor for one of the uh, one of our favorite games, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. She plays the main character uh, Aloy, and she's in a whole bunch of other stuff. But she's in the TV show, and she's a she's a. Uh, well, she writes for the TV show, but she also, but as a character in the show, she's like a, a game tester. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Now, so now this is our goal. Now we got to get Katie to write a fucking video game. Uh, it's Katie. There, so there are plenty of video games that are kind of like, they're like just story games where like, there's yeah. not really a whole lot of action or anything. Like there's these games called Life is Strange where it's like really just a story and you're picking narrative things and it's, yeah. it's not as much like there's a ton of action and same thing with like, um, even still there's like big like you know like you've got like your hollywood like summer hollywood blockbuster films that are like effects and action and all that stuff there's the uncharted series which is like basically a movie it's pretty much a movie and like honestly yeah, the, the combat's meh 
going on a screen. It's yeah. just gaming. <laughs> well, and in fact, they made a movie out of they're making a movie with uh, Tom Holland and what's his face? Um, Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. Yeah, they, Mark Mark. That conference that gaming just like for making movies, for writing with them, for do all of that is like blowing up now. And I have a feeling it's like, I mean, obviously it was already on its way doing that, but like everybody was home in 2020, just like playing video games nonstop that probably like pushed it up quicker oh, as yeah. far as it coming. But yeah, I noticed like it was one of those things they kept saying like, this is new, but like the new things they had were writing for gaming and scripted podcasts. So those are probably like the next, you know, big things or whatever. Yeah, that should be really cool. That's awesome. All right, Katie, well, what's happening now? I've tweeted it out in the universe that we're getting you to write a video game. So <laughs> now you're on the clock. All right. I'll come up with one. Um, on all the very close to y'all, and you'll be like, me? And I'll be like no, it's. Katie, this this character's son has diabetes. This is me. No, no, it's not you. Yeah, Chris read something I wrote, and he was like, "Is this me?" And I was like, "No, it's not you." I was like, "Okay, well, that one thing is something you said, but this character." (laughs) I mean, you just everyone just writes what they know when they write creatively, of course. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I mean. I realized the reason, one of the reasons I decided to start doing it was I realized I had been writing stories and stuff since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And weirdly, if you're good at catastrophizing things, like if you're like worst case scenario, which my PTSD makes me do, the better way to worst case scenario things now is I worst case scenario and then go like, oh, that would be terrible. And I'm like, but that would make a good movie scene. You know what I mean? Or or this makes so much sense, Katie. You have no idea. No, it's it makes it's like very like yeah. It, it was one of those things that all hit me. Like I was like, all I do is stare at a screen. Everything I know is about TV. It's about like all of this. Like you know these it, yeah. It just like all of a sudden struck me like oh shit. Like I can make worst case scenarios and dramatic you know things very easily. Um, we need, we need then, to we need to get Katie to play like a game like Life is Strange or like one of the Telltale games where it's like. It's not very. It's obviously it's very it's not like narrative driven. Narrative not. driven. You don't have to push like you know like not that saying that you can't understand complicated like you know like button controls or anything, but like ease you into the stuff because I think that's when that could be something that like will pop in your brain like oh shit I could write an episode of this or something like that you know. No, and also just like um, like being able to make like like worst case scenario because that's something that you know everybody writes. Um, but I was about to say something else about it. Um, the oh, I know if you're good at um, basically creating situations that never happen. So like, <laughs> oh, if I went and told Nick this. How would this conversation happen? And right. he would say this, and I would say this, and he would say like, if if you're, it's easy for you to think up things like that. That's also like usually, oh, you can write dialogue because it's like. I've read, I think like that's one thing one of the things I have been told by a couple of people is that my dialogue is pretty good like good because you'll read things in the dialogue it sounds fine if you were to read it in a book <laughs> but then if you were to tell like so read this out loud like it's like okay Tommy sounds good Tommy you know you're like all right this is not how anyone talks but right. if you're somebody who's very good at like imagining a conversation like or imagining this like it just yeah and i really has like jose was saying it made sense to him but like 
thinking worst case things and then being able to just like turn it on its head instead of it being like, it's about to happen to me. I'm like, well, let me distract myself with just like it's happening to a character or it's, you know, like, and then I can turn up the drama and it's not about me. And so I don't, I have an obsessive mind, but if I'm writing a fiction story, my obsession can be on those characters, you know, it can be like, Oh my God, like I'll like one of the pilots I wrote is about like, people from Twitter or whatever, like that are similar based off me having friends from the Grizzlies Twitter. And so like, I may like all of a sudden go like, Holy shit, that would be so funny if this character knew this one, because you know, of this thing happening. And that makes it where I'm not just like, since I deal with like depression, anxiety, it distracts my mind from just being in that, you know what I mean? Cause it's a fake world. It's like something that you can make up. And so you're kind of able to escape things and not just be in this like complete down spiral. It's like, so, Oh, okay. So Adam, so Adam Jose, mm-hmm. Katie basically just wrote the local version of Emily's Away, is what she's saying. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a video game called Emily's Away that is like, it's all based on a narrative, like driven, basically fake Facebook. No, mm-hmm. I think it's called no. Book- it, AOL Instant <laughs> Messenger. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. AOL is, well, no, but the site's called like Bookface or something like that. It, it is, but it's, it's. AOL Instant Messenger is the first game, at least. Okay, okay. Mm. So, but like, so it's all like all your conversations, all your relationships are just basically based on like DMing mm-hmm. or like conversations yeah. with your friends. Uh, okay. And so I was like, yeah, Katie basically just wrote a ver- like a Memphis version of Emily is Away. Um, well, I, what I wrote, one of the things I wrote is Memphis based, and then the other one I changed it to New York. But it's one of those things where it's like, oh, it could work with. You know, to work any, in a big city. Yeah. So but basically, Katie's saying either she, Katie's either got a, a big time AAA game on her hands or she's got a really fun, like, narrative driven mobile game. <laughs> One, See, you're going to like, pitch me. You just be like, they were city pilots, now they're video games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, look, yeah. look, trust me, video games could turn to TV pilots or movie pilots. <laughs> Yeah, like if somebody was like, "Hey, do you want to write this video game?" I'd be like, "Get the fuck out of my face!" (laughs) (laughs) Just out of out of curiosity, like if you pitch pitch a TV show, you can't like then go pitch that to somebody else, can you? Like, or or let me you you couldn't pitch it like as a video game and a TV show, could you? I mean, pitch whatever if they want you to pitch. Yeah, I mean, it's just if they buy it, I guess then you're done, right? They came at the conference was like. IP, IP, like intellectual property, like already yeah. existing. Everybody wants IP, IP, IP. And then they're like, but at the same time, like think about what's popular right now. And it's not all IP. Like a lot of it is original stuff. And they're mm-hmm. like, that's what we need new writers to like somehow get in there versus these ones they keep reusing. Cause it's like, okay, well they're not like bad writers or, or whatever, but they're making the same shit like over and over. Whereas if you pull a writer out of like obscurity, they may have some wild, yeah. like, um, I mean, I'm sure I'm not going to, I don't know how much stuff he had done before that, but like Squid Game, for instance, is not something that like typically Hollywood would be like, yes, America's going to love that, you know, but then they did. And so well, I think it's, it's, yeah. it's all in, in like having diversity in writing rooms oh, sure. because for decades you've had a, essentially mostly white men writing yeah. things and so uh, that's why it's like why is there all remakes because it's all the same white dudes doing everything and what? you can tell like i mean it's almost like like the, the reason people for example like hustle and flow the reason minthians love it so much is because they're like 
I recognize this, either me mm-hmm. or I know somebody like this. Like, this is my city. This is how we talk. This is how we act. And then, so if you're a writer that it's not that you can't write any character that's not like you, but you have to be careful because it's like, I, I can sometimes tell, I'm like, a woman did not write that female character. Like what she just said oh, and yeah. did, no way. What would have happened if a woman wrote it from her perspective? Like you can just tell what's from a male perspective versus a yeah. female, you know, or, or even like, for example, like a person of color will see something and be like a fucking a white, white guy dude. wrote that. Yeah. That experience wrote that shit. <laughs> Jose's like, like, this is my life. Yeah, and that's exactly what, that's why it has to diversify so that then people can see them, like, relate on screen and go, oh, that's actually, like, representation versus, like, this is a, like, you know, I don't know, like, BS, like, I Googled some shit and (laughs) that's all I knew to write about it. That that black people live in this area of Memphis, so I'll write this story. No. Or Dia de los Muertos popularized by Hollywood. Oh, dude. (laughs) When I saw that, and then I saw Jose's story. It's like, yeah. It's like that's not that's not what it is. It's been around for thousands of years or hundreds of years at least. No, three over three thousand years. Three thousand years. There you go. Yeah. But they just thought of it. <laughs> yeah. It's popularized by Coco. Mm-mm, no. Coco is just displaying it to the rest of the world. It's It's been popular. Well, for the television existed. <laughs> is, well, we'll is say Mexico the, City the, the most populous Mon- city in, in the world? Which one? Isn't Mexico City the, mo- the most popular, like, singular city in the... Populous singular city in the world? I think it is. Or it's very oh, close. I'm not sure... I thought it was Hong Kong. I thought it would have been in Asia somewhere. Yeah. Like like Hong Kong or Seoul. Oh, no. It's it's been changed. Beijing. Tokyo. Tokyo. Oh, Tokyo? Damn. Yeah. Yeah. So Asia. Oh, Mexico City (laughs) used to be in the top 10. Now it's number 12. Oh, okay. But still, 20 million people is a lot of fucking people. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to run to the restroom real quick. Y'all keep gotcha. the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Katie, I'm going to have to talk with you about stories next yeah. time instead of just podcasts. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, it's nice knowing not just that someone else thinks in like worst case scenarios at all times. All <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have like, a feeling that yeah, is a direct thread for people with anxiety. Yeah, yeah. It, that's it was, my wife, too. Like, I would be prepared for, like, whatever the worst thing is, and hopefully that thing doesn't happen. But, like, in case I'm sitting out in my backyard and a person was to come out over the fence and run at me, like, what would I do? Or, like, you know, shit like that. So, yeah. yeah. yeah no, I'm talking about it. It's, 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 yeah. Jose, I'll say this is like realizing even like learning more about writing stories. And I, I don't read a lot of fiction. Like I watch TV and stuff. So I guess mm-hmm. I never talked about writing fiction, you know, but that's what you're yeah. doing. And that's one of the things it's like so many things will like dawn on you. It's like, oh, that makes sense. Like the way my mind works, it makes sense, you know, mm-hmm. or like I said, creating characters. And like it, the difference is like, I'll be telling Chris and I'm like talking about this character and I'm like, and then they do this and I'm just like saying shit that's like coming to my head. Like it's not. Um, and so like, if somebody's not a writer or somebody that doesn't, it's kind of probably sounds crazy. Like the first time you're saying, yeah. this shit, like you're just like talking about someone that doesn't exist and you're like, Oh, she's really funny. This is what she does. <laughs> you know, 
she comes in the room, she does this. And then Chris is like, okay. And he's like trying to like visualize what I'm saying. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it can be really fun once you realize that you can take worst case scenarios and then you can actually like, oh, we can just put these in a story and like we can, or even like worst thing that happened to you. And then go, what would happen if I just turn that up even more? And like, yeah. you know, there's things I write about that are, it's all from my perspective. Like most of the things I've written about are growing up, like in a like Bible belt, conservative mm-hmm. world, things like that. Um, but then you just turn it up. Like you just like a lot of my shit that happened to me probably didn't have to be turned up, but like some of it, like you just turn it up, like whatever the thing is like, okay, let's just do yeah, it. It's an exaggerated <laughs> version. Yeah. Yeah. So like I have the opening of one of my pilots is based on when my mom gave me the talk when I was like, uh, too old already like 11 or 12 and she drove around the walmart parking lot going do you know what sex is and she's like nervous and doesn't want to talk about it and i don't want to talk about it and i'm just like uh yeah and so i write that in this coming of age like pilot house they're doing that but then the difference is mm-hmm. i make them hit a kid and like not like hurt the kid right, but like they're right. the, the worst case like, scenario is that while like, that talk was happening right. and she was driving she could have right. hit yeah exactly yeah. and the funny part the part that i felt like made it funny was i was like okay if we would have been driving around in that because i and i wrote i wrote ford escort from the 80s because i think that's what we were riding early 90s um mm-hmm. Is I was just thinking, like, how funny is it, like, if because she, she was only driving like 10, 15, just like going so slow. And I was like, how funny would it be to hit somebody that slow and it just be like not that big of a deal, but kind of funny, you know? And so that's how I did it. Like, so yeah, just turning stuff up, just like making stuff like, oh, that, what, what is the worst or the best or the most exciting thing that can happen to them right then? Or like, I had the advice, like, if you have a TV series idea, like put it all in the pilot. Like, even if you think that's too much or whatever you like, if you want eyes on it, like, cause a lot of times people write things and you may not get it made, mm. but writing it and the right person seeing it, they can go, Oh, they know how to write. So I'll let them help write this video game or I'll let them help write this TV show or whatever. Cause I can tell they know how to write a character or they know how to do things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's fun. Writing stories is fun. Like once you really like think about it and cause you can just write whatever and it usually will be bad right at first. And then the more you do it, the more you'll be like excited cause you'll think of new ways to like fix it. Oh, I'm doing the research for it too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cause it, and it, cause it's, there's, there's very rules. I mean, you don't have to like follow them all, but I mean the way like a three X structure works or a five X mm. structure and realizing that like, Oh, something has to happen by, you know, you need to have something happen by page five or 10 or whatever, or people are just going to be like, I'm bored. Like, it's crazy how easily people will go, I'm bored. Like, like, like mm-hmm. they just have zero. And so you have to write something that makes the reader, which is like, if I'm you have, to have a good hook, you have to, uh, you got to like, even in the, like, when you're writing like a pilot or a movie or anything, especially with TV, I feel like they do this there's all these like things in the script where it's like this happened and they're telling you exactly like all this crazy stuff that's happening or this shot. Then and, and they're literally telling all of it to you so that that's when you see it on screen. It's like, we're at this person's house. It's got this car outside. There's this thing. And so that way people can like visualize it, you know, when they're reading. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fun. This might be, I don't know if this is a question you can answer or want to answer. So you, you took two, two pilots for or two, two TV pilots does. So did how many yet again, you don't have to answer this. How many have you written that you want to, or you think you can turn into a show? Both. 
both my ideas, the ones that I have other ideas and I have like things that I've written scenes in mm. like partial script stuff, but the, both of the TV show ones, like I like, and I typically, somebody gave me the advice, like that already is like a Memphis writer that lives in LA and writes for one of the, like a TV show now or whatever. They were just like, um, they were like, you can't, what was I about to say about that shit? I lost my thought. No. What did you a, just ask me? Uh, how many have you written and or or have or yeah. and planned yeah. a pitch and stuff like that? People just trying to get a job. So like they don't because they call it like a spec script or something where you're you're writing something and you're not really trying to make it your own. You're like not really. But when you have the like when you're in your head, you go, no, like I'm gonna make this a TV show. Whether becomes one or not you should always I feel like you should always think that or when you're writing a book or like whatever because that makes you really want to like try it up yeah get interesting you've got passion behind it yeah yeah exactly and that's what you got to have to write especially whenever you're writing it and it's like not working and like you and again it's one of those things like the screenwriting especially like I felt so fucking stupid like when I first started doing it because again you're it's like completely false characters and you're writing this dialogue mm-hmm. and it's one thing it's yourself but you realize at a certain point that you have to start letting other people read it and that's where it gets embarrassing because you're like this is me like like these are maybe all these things didn't happen to me but like all these words are me all these reaction reactions are me like the jokes are me like everything if they don't like this is me there's yeah. nobody like, well they fucking fucked it up you know what i mean yeah. it's one of those things that like it had to I had to like slowly and I won't still only let like other than like contest type things or, or like festivals. I, I've pretty much only let a couple of people read stuff. Cause I've also heard the advice, like don't let everybody read it. Cause then they all give notes and they're like, and you get in your own head because of the yeah. notes. Different directions that people think you should take your story. And so they always say like, you know, listen to notes, but then don't follow all of them. Like go, okay, that makes sense. Like maybe their suggestion for what I should change isn't right, Mm -hmm. but they are that this part sucks or this part is too slow or this part got boring. You know what I mean? I had the advice on one of mine is like, okay, you could, you can cut this conversation in half, like, which is Uh, in my real life too. But, uh, with the dialogue, they're like, okay, we got through this and we understand what the conversation is trying to be without this half of a page, you know, things like that. Um, or what they say, like kill your darlings, which is like the harder thing, which is like something you really love in a script or in your writing, like a, or a joke. And it doesn't have to do with the story and it doesn't move the story forward or anything. It's like yeah. a lot of times you're supposed to edit that shit out because it means something to you, but not necessarily. It won't mean it shit to the audience. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how the, you'll hear people call like selfish writers will be. Or like TV shows that get sheer as they go on and it's like people just start taking their own liberties that have nothing to do with the story just because they want to do it, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it needs to contribute to the story. Okay. And I'm very interested in this whole process. So it's very cool. Yeah. It is. It's yeah, very... I, I, to be honest, I like... I, I, lo- I actually... I mean, I love that we've spent this entire time talking about this because it's like i don't think that's what we planned at all but that at the same time is like yeah but we also why... haven't talked to katie in forever so. yeah sure no, but that's what i'm saying like that's but like that's 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 one part of the equation right but like two like 
learning so much about this stuff and just like learning about Kenny's experience and learning some inside baseball stuff. Yeah. It's uh, like a peek a, behind the curtain of a world that we kind of like everybody likes TV, but like you got like a little bit of an inside on like what, what's the uh, behind the scenes of TV. Yeah. Stuff. Well, like, yeah. It, it's like, it's just great. It's fun listening to like you picking the brain of, of people there and like, kind of like, like as, as a, us, as your friends, you know, like wanting, wanting you to do well and, and, and prosper. It's just like knowing that you're, 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 you know, you're on the cusp of, of, of finding something that's going to be good for you. Yeah, I know. I appreciate all the support. Um, it's, it's been, uh, it's been fun. It's been like so far at least, you know, and it's like one of those things, like when I first started telling people I was trying to do this, it was like, again, you just, I just, anything like this, it's like, Hollywood, like you know, anything, you're just always going to feel stupid telling people like right at first. Cause it's just like, until you're legitimized by like somebody that's like, you're just kind of feeling like, like I always used to joke, like, it's like I feel like some of the shit I want to do is like when I tell people in Memphis versus when you tell people, if you lived in LA, you know, where everybody's working on things or stuff and they're like, yeah. Oh, it's like people in Memphis, like, Oh, I'm a 36 year old woman living in Memphis, you know, with my husband's a contractor, blah, blah. blah. Trying to be a screenwriter, they're like, "Oh, that lady's manic." You get fuck. the you get this reality. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. like yeah, I definitely had to like. You're like oh. fuck you. It, I had I had a friend go, "Isn't that really hard to do?" And I was like, "Yes, it yeah, is." Yeah, that hard. doesn't mean it's a not a worthy <laughs> pursuit. Yeah, it was just one of those things. Like it was like it's hard to do, but yeah, fuck it. Like I think I'm not. I think everybody's different, but it was just one of those things. Like through. I mean, I, I've had various jobs and different ideas of what I wanted to do or anything. And then it like just always came back, back to like, this just makes sense for me. Like this just maybe it doesn't work out exactly the way that I think it's going to. But it just feels like me. Like it just feels like like I, I, it's hard work. Some like what I've done so far, a lot of it. But it's like finally kind of understanding the the like, oh, it's hard work I enjoy, which is like most of the things yeah. I've ever done. That's bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I don't enjoy most hard work that's like, but when it has to do with like creating my story or getting frustrated because I had a deadline, like I would, for instance, I would like set a deadline with a contest or a friend that I would have reading it just so that I would force myself to finish it, you know? Yeah. And that would be yeah. like the hard work that I liked, like, you know? Um, and then one other thing I'll say is that y'all were talking about thinking y'all like, should we go to a video game conference or a comic, like things like that. Like I would suggest anybody like things like that, at least if that's what you like, if you like conferences where you can go and be around people that are like you or like something that you like, it's almost always, in my opinion, like a better idea than just blowing your money on like material stuff. You know what I mean? Like, like, let's like, saving up money. Worth it. because yeah, the memories and the people you meet and the like connection and like Jose was saying, like the energy level that it brings you up that like, let's say you have a shitty three months. If, you know, you're going to this thing in three months or six months, you have something one to look forward to. But then also it's just like, you go to something like that and then you're like, Oh, maybe my world isn't like fucking the worst and about to end. And like, yeah. things the worst. like, cause it gets real easy again to catastrophize everything and be like, nothing's ever going to work out. And nobody's going to ever understand me and everything's always going to suck. And then you meet other people that are like, nothing's going to work out. And everyone understands me. And everything's <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. We're the same. So this works no, out. Just to y'all that like at some point, like once you obviously, I would never give people the advice like just blow money. You don't like that, but at the same, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. Like it's like sometimes 
It's like, okay, if your choice was, should I do something like that? Or should I go buy, you know, six to 12 more video games or like something like that, you know, like whatever the other thing is that maybe you wouldn't even get a, as much use out of. Right. Um, it's definitely giving me an idea of something I want to do. <laughs> what is yeah. it? So I'd like the for the crew to go to a game conference. That'd be fun. It would be cool, super yeah. cool. I would love to go to like Comic Con or a game conference or anything with y'all. Even because even the stuff that I wouldn't know, I would enjoy seeing y'all be excited about <laughs> be it. children about it. to me, and I'd be like, "What is this?" And y'all could tell me what it was. But yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah, because I have a friend. Like I have a friend who's a huge um, Cubs fan, and I'm not even sure that he's to stay has gone to a Cubs game and he doesn't live there and I get it that you know financially at times but I'm like at some point you got to save up the money you like in your life you need to go to a Cubs game like that's your thing like that's that'd be like if I was like I'm a Grizz fan and I'm like oh, I've never been inside the arena you know what I mean like there's a lot of people that that happens to because either they can't afford it or their team doesn't isn't there but that's another thing like I had someone message me one time and they go okay so my team is, it may have been in the World Series last year. It was somebody that they were like, I know you've spent money on sports. I'm debating, should I do this? Should I not do this? And I was like, if you can do it and still pay your bills, I was like, fucking do it. I was like, because it's only going to happen like once or twice, or especially if you're not, a, if you like a team, for example, that isn't that popular or it doesn't do well, like it's not the fucking Warriors or something, then you really know, like... I spent, I, I decided the night before I went to San Antonio for the Grizzlies Western Conference Finals, like, I was just like, fuck it. Like, I called my brother and was like, who was also, we were both unemployed at the time. And I was just like, fuck it. You want to go to San Antonio? And like, we'll just like spend money on these tickets and it'll just be a memory. And they lost, but it's one of those things that to this day, we still talk about how like, yeah, oh, that was a good time. I mean, case, yeah. case in point of like, do it because, you know, you never know. Uh, like Nick was saying, like E3 or something like that. E3 is probably not the show I want to go to anymore. It's not, right. it's not great anymore. And then just earlier this week, another video game show pack South it's done. It's dead. It's not coming back. And so it's like, Oh, there's getting few and far between. <laughs> so yeah, you know. people like your friends going to something like that. And like, like, again, just mutual, like enjoying things like that together is like, Oh, that's like I said, it's just real energizing. It can be real fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, when when we went to uh, WrestleMania a, a few years ago, the the last time they were in New Orleans, it was that's how I pitched it to Summer, and it's like, look, we only have to go to this one WrestleMania. It's super close. It's in New Orleans. You love going to New Orleans. I love going to New Orleans. Um, it it fell on the weekend of our anniversary as well, like our wedding anniversary. Well, so I was like, you know, let's spend the money on something fun to do like one time, and we never have to do it again. You know, like, yeah. but mm -hmm. let's say like I've been to WrestleMania once. Right. Was, you know, like, and, and, I, and it's true. Like, I honestly, like, if I never go to a WrestleMania again, that's, I'm perfectly fine with that, you know? And it's, some you know, people, okay. sometimes you just do need to go to, like, okay, I said I, I wanted to go to this one thing, I did it. And then other things, like, maybe you go to a festival and you're like, oh, I want to come to this as many times as I possibly can, you know? It just yeah. depends. But uh, yeah, experiences, in my opinion, are like, I mean, I like things, but experiences and especially experiences with like other people that are, I already know and are like fun to hang out with. Like there, it almost always like gives me more satisfaction than more DVDs on my shelf or more books or more, right. you know, that is 100% yeah, I mean, I mean, why Ash and I cashed in every favor we had for our wedding to be cheap. So we could spend all of our money to go to Japan. So yeah, 
Yeah, I'm right there. I mean, like the Braves, like you know, the Braves, they just want they just won the World Series, and like I would have loved to have been there, but it was like it was so it was like with baseball, kind of like with basketball, it's like it's so short notice too, and tickets are like almost two thousand dollars a piece. Jesus Christ! And it's like I would love to have gone, but they're like honestly, I think somewhere I would have like we would have thrown it on the credit cards and called it a day. And just like, because it made this might be the only time that I ever see the Braves in the World Series. Yeah. But it was more of the timing, like, just like, because, like, the uh, podcast was happening tonight. And you have to be be here. The two, well, yeah, the two away games, the two first away games were in Houston and we were doing something. And then the weekend games, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, they were in Atlanta. So we could have gone, but we had family. We had family yeah, stuff in yeah, Halloween. Family and Halloween. Uh-huh. So it's like, I can't do that. I mean, it's not like James not going to have another Halloween or my mom and, or my brother or my sister and dad are going to have another fucking birthday. But anyways, you know, so missed out on the Golden World Series for that. And then the, this game was in Houston. But yeah, it's a fucking Tuesday. You know, just can't like up and leave for a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. You know. So I I just like fuck it and you'll be like okay this is gonna be the one time in the next ten years that I did <laughs> right right like, you have to know it like that was like with the San Antonio like you just gotta know it in your gut like fuck it I've literally never wanted to do anything more than I want to do this like like let's yes. say like you have some video game or something like or a actor or something that's gonna be somewhere and it's like literally that's my most favorite thing ever it's like then you know it's Sometimes it's fucking worth it. You know, like I said, it's like, I don't ever want anybody to be homeless for spending money to go to things like that. But sometimes it's like, I'm not going to be also the person that's like, it's never worth it. And you should never blow overpriced money on tickets and stuff. And it's like, if that's what you want, if that's what makes you happy though, you know, like, yeah. 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 I just realized during this conversation, going to games are like, unpredictable uh conventions yeah 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 lots of fans who are either about to be like super happy or super pissed most of the time drunk yeah 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 Yeah. i mean that part's the same everyone's drunk that was why me and chris went to the white Sox thing nick is because they were in that first round and they were really supposed to go real far and they didn't and chris was like I'm like trying to play the odds. Like, am I going to blow the money in this round? But I would rather wait till another round if I could. But like, fuck it. They may not. And I've never been to a playoff game in my life. And like, because he basically became a White Sox fan. They like won in 2005 and then were shit. And he like somehow became a fan while they were shit. Yeah. He's like, I'm not a wagon fan. Like they were shitty when I started liking them. Uh, so I was just like, finally, I was like, look, I was like, you just got to make the choice. Like, you're either going to say like, oh, damn, I shouldn't have done it. Or, oh, I'm glad I did. I was like, yeah, you got to be. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, I wish I had gone to the World Series for sure. But, um, you know, I just this is in, in back in 2019 when LSU went to the national championship game. It's just one of those things like I wish I had gone. I wish I'd yeah. been able to like. But at the same time, uh, you know, you know, Grant, we talked about him earlier. He came over and, we, you know, we watched it together and I stayed up to like. 1 a.m. on a fucking Monday yeah, night. Definitely have memories that way too, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's just how you kind of. So I, yeah, I, I create the memory of watching my favorite baseball team on this fucking podcast. So that's great. 
And I mean, you didn't react. You just were like, yeah. So they like won the I world know, He just casually dropped. Uh, no, they just won the World Series. They won the World Series. Well, I mean, when yeah, I, I had to process it and realize like that's what had happened. I was like, oh, cool. When I went to the restroom, I did have a little like mini happy dance with with my pants on. But um, I was but I was excited when uh, I saw I was because like I said, I've been watching it on the other screen here this right. entire time. And but I, I'm not gonna like one the reason why I didn't flip, flip out is because like we've been having an incredible conversation. I just sort of did like start screaming in people's ears. My team just won. I'd be like, all right, I understand. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that with with, the, with everyone here, I'm gonna be like, all right, I'm gonna peace out for the rest of the night. See, ya. I'm gonna go celebrate. But you know, but we I, haven't I think talked a, to a large time, majority maybe. of our fans do like some form of sports, uh, be yeah. it basketball or football. It's just me and Jose that are just like, all right, whatever. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, we'll take yeah, the I mean, anime fights. Those yeah. are sports. I mean, Ernie, Ernie is in the sports fans, even in the sense of like wrestling. You That's know? true. That's true. But, and I mean, you guys are trying to get us into wrestling, so it's true. Yeah, I mean, they were. I was all on board to go to the next NXT that was here, and then they were like, Vince McMahon took over, took over NXT, and I was like, I'm not interested anymore. No, we'll take you to an AEW show. Which, speaking of, real quick, I don't even want to spend a lot of time on this, but I just saw it come across Twitter, uh, Katie, that John Moxley's gone to an alcoholic rehab program. Oh fuck, really? Like, yeah. like. Like story, not a storyline thing. Tony Khan tweeted out about an hour ago. John Moxley has allowed me to share with you that he is entering an in, inpatient alcohol treatment program. John is a beloved member of AEW. We all stand with him and Renee and all his family and friends as he shifts his focus to recovery. Yeah, that definitely does not sound like a John. A John is making line. a brave choice to get help, and we're embracing his choice and supporting him however we can. I'm proud to call John a friend, and like many of you, I'm also a fan of Mox and look forward to his time in the future. And he goes on. Um, so yeah. That's that's at least he's getting help, but yeah, yeah. He's, he's one of my favorite wrestlers, so hopefully he Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, he's yeah, he's come a long way. So I'm, hopefully he will uh get the help that he needs. But uh shifting back to kind of our our, our conversational piece here. Um uh, yeah, I mean, Adam, where do you want to go forward from here as far as uh, next topic? We're we running up against it. What do you want to do? Um, well, uh, I would say that we need to cut it soon. But, uh, I, I, you know, Jose mentioned earlier. Um, do we want to visit the corner? We want to visit Jose's anime <laughs> yeah, we're corner. We're going to visit Jose's anime <laughs> corner real quick. And uh, so this past weekend... <laughs> On Friday, uh, Jose went and I and his brother went and saw the new My Hero Academia movie. Uh, what was the subtitle of it? It's My uh, World Heroes Mission. Yeah, very. Mission. Uh, I don't know about the title. This is, this is a very okay. mad title. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it was a good movie, though. It was it was fun. Yeah. It, it um. There were definitely times where the pacing was mm, very infuriating. Yeah, it was weird, and sometimes uh, the animation was like, "You didn't spend like, money here." No, not at all. Like, oh, that's a that's a JPEG. Yeah, and you're just like having it scroll across the screen, <laughs> just move across the screen. I'm like, the, you you're using movie money. Like, what is going on here? What's that, Katie? I. They were probably just like somebody told someone in that situation, we need to get this done, hurry the fuck up, and no, we're not giving you more money. <laughs> well, they spent all their budget on the flights. Well, not just that, but 
Have you ever heard of a movie for a series produced during the same time as a season for the series? Yeah, that's interesting. And and like the animators work on both. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure I personally think it's going to be one of the things that affects the quality of not just the show, because the show has been affected too. In my but opinion, the movie too, yeah, yeah. And, but like when it came to the action, <laughs> it was yes. your audio listener who was doing the pray hands emoji. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was great. Um, let, let's just say there's some like Spider-Man like scenes. Oh yeah, second <laughs> only, second only to Spider Verse. Yeah, so like, wow. there's a, there's a yes. scene where I was like, so this is a Spider-Man movie now. We're watching Spider-Man, and yes. I was that was not a like a negative criticism. That's great. I'm fine mm-hmm. with that. And I was right. like, yep, this is what I want to watch. And then, okay. and then it would be shitty. Like, so like they they basically just like you could have swapped in Spider-Man for this character, and it would have yeah. fit perfectly. And but so, like, it, it's because uh, Kohei Horikoshi, the writer, he is super inspired by American comics, especially of um, Spider-Man. Like he has basically a shrine behind him of just figures and statues of Spider-Man. And it's Spider-Man, yeah. He is a master. And there's Spider-Man. definitely parallels all the time. And he includes uh, stuff named after Star Wars all the time. Um. Like last week, there was one that was super obvious. Yeah. But. So it, it was cool. And like the uh, if you watch the show, there's this is a movie from a show. And so it definitely calls back to some of like the emotional uh, and like really cool fight scenes and stuff like that from the from the show, especially like it does like remixes on some songs. And so it, it's really mm-hmm. dope. So if you're if you're a My Hero Academia fan, and you're on the fence about checking out the movie. We highly recommend it. It was really good. Yep. Um, so that's really. Can y'all hear these two? Yes, barely. Hold on, let me kick them out. I'll be right back. They're just going at these fucking dogs, man. They just go at it like all the time. We were over there this weekend, and all it's just like nonstop. Just and then like because it's the two younger dogs. Yeah, I don't even see Apollo. There might have been Apollo right there behind them. They just like nonstop. Just, Apollo is a little shadow. Just yeah. This is why there's no dogs in my house. <laughs> What's puzzling about that is Zelda is supposed to be asleep in Nolan's bed and she just comes up like the barking earlier. I was like, what the fuck? And then it turned Zelda's behind me. I was like, what? Where did you come from? I don't know. And then you, I saw you like trying to like chill Emmy down. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ. Well, I tried to I chill Emmy down and, like, and hold Zelda to make her chill. And she was just like, I got to fucking fight this bitch. And I think that was, that's the most active they've been. Like, whatever. Yeah. I think that's the most active they've been on a podcast or stream since well, we've been It's because normally it's just Emmy and Apollo up here and they're like, oh, it's chill out time. Like, mm, yeah. chill out lights going on. They'll sleep on either the dog bed over there. Or the couch, and they just lay down. They might get up and walk around, but they're never like fucking fighting like they were back this here. Is, this is why I can't. This is why I can't. That's why I can't trust any furniture in Am's house. I sit down, and the next thing I know, my eyes are like boiling out. Of the my leather face. couch is fine because it doesn't keep the dog dander, which is why I have it up here. But you got that blanket there. Uh, I don't use the blanket. The blanket is just for the dog, and then I take it off the couch. 
kick it off and gets everywhere. It's just dog shit. It's fucking yeah, I got air fire right there too. The the thing is situationally, right now Adam and I are reversed. I usually have to mute my mic because my dogs are over here playing. Yeah. But right now, Deku gets the vibe. He's knocked out on, oh, he's on the bed. Yeah. <laughs> he's oh, yeah. He, he's oh, like, Apollo. he's got his head in the blanket. Dude, when, when Zell was not up here, Apollo understands the assignment. He was sleeping over there. Zell or Emmy's sleeping up here. And then a just fucking chaos bullet comes in as Zelda. So, because, you know, I have a 10 year old dog, a seven year old dog, and like a, I don't know, like five month old, six month old dog. And she's just like, fuck everything up. And I'm like, all right, whatever. So, Anyway. Sounds about right. Anyway, so yeah, so that was our time in the the Jose's anime corner. So yep, um, a little trip. But yeah, uh, I, I, we're we would be running long. Uh, Jose, did you want to touch on that uh, one topic, or do you want to just save it for another time, or what? Oh, uh, what was it? The New York Times. Yeah, right? the Dia de los Muertos. Yeah. So we kind of mentioned it earlier. Uh, the New York Times put out an article uh, with the title saying, popularized by Hollywood with films like Coco and uh, James Bond, Dia yeah. de los Muertos. And I was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking? So I, I looked into the James Bond thing. And apparently that is a thing, kind of, as far as the parades for Dia de los Muertos in Mexico City, because they did it in the movie. Uh, supposedly, okay. that's what inspired them to actually start doing it for real. But it used to be like a ritual that carried all the way back through with the Aztecs. And only reason I know is because of the like research I've been doing for like what I'm working on. Yeah. And... Uh, because uh, Dia de los Muertos, it's uh, Day of the Dead, but it actually can span up to like seven days. Mainly it's two days. Uh, Dia de los Angelitos, which was uh, yesterday being November 1st. Then uh, Dia de los Muertos is like the adults. So uh, it's the day of... Like there's... A, such a thin barrier between the land of the dead and the living world that uh, loved ones who have passed away are able to uh, return to the living world to sell, like to spend time with family. And it's usually done in like graveyards. Uh, the tombstones are like the graveyards are usually cleaned up by the families uh, they're tidied up, made to look really nice. They cook favorite meals, dishes, and um, you usually put marigolds because of the strong scent. It's supposedly what helps guide them from the land of the dead to the land of the living. Yeah. And uh, it, <laughs> it, it goes back way past even the Aztecs, but... The New York Times was like, yeah, no, so like, you know, Coco. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, no one. Like, no, no shade to Coco. Coco's a great movie, and I cried like a baby, but like, Coco didn't popularize this. Yeah, yeah. It did. So, it did. Yeah. They could have named the article like, uh, Coco ripped off from a story. <laughs> 
<laughs> that someone wrote and they weren't giving credit for it and Disney just kind of did their thing. That's Disney being Disney. Yeah. But, you know, no, the, uh, Hollywood is what made uh, Dia de los Muertos big. Yeah, 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 of course. Oh, but <laughs> Hollywood, Hollywood made white people aware of it. That's basically what it yeah, was. basically. <laughs> It's like the the people that would have told you were indigenous, but guess what? Columbus, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yay, Columbus Day. No. Well, because it actually used to be in like August. Yeah. Did it really? But yeah. But because uh, the Europeans came, the Spaniards came, they brought Catholicism. They were like, hey, we don't like paganism. <laughs> And they're like, yeah, but we really dig this this yeah celebration. Yeah, and it's like, mm, how about uh, All Souls Day, Hollow's Eve? Hollow's yeah. Eve. Hmm, this is close enough. How about we just uh, drag and swipe it <laughs> right there? <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's y'all's Halloween. <laughs> it's like I could piss off more Christians and be like, "Oh, Chris." Also, same thing with Christmas. That was also a pagan oh, holiday. Yeah. Jesus was most likely born in the summer or spring. But um, yeah, yeah uh, that that was to uh, to get people who celebrated the winter solstice to celebrate Jesus' birth. So let's just mm-hmm. move that here. Oh, done. So yeah, yep. <laughs> Catholicism changing holidays for centuries. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh so that i i saw jose tweet about that article and i was just like and then i read it and was like what the fuck so but yeah yeah, I, I, yeah that's same thing I, I saw jose tweet about it, i was like well this should be an interesting, interesting. thing to talk about <laughs> yeah <laughs> holy crap okay speaking of i just saw a picture on twitter that was uh so in mexico city there's like instead of doing fireworks they're doing like drone uh art yes. i guess yes and there's a skull with a sombrero i'll show you this picture this shit is fucking cool yeah yeah i saw it earlier <laughs> the coordination that people can do with drones is insane oh yeah yeah i'll put uh i don't know where i should put this i'll put it in uh voice chat text cuz everybody can see that memes it's not a meme. It's just a picture. Oh, oh I, okay. I see, I see. Memes. That is pretty dope. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> so for those of you listening, like I described, it's it's a bunch of drones, which has to be hundreds of drones um, in the shape of a gigantic skull wearing a sombrero over Mexico City. That's pretty dope. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, all right. Well, uh. I think it's time we can call the uh, the podcast here as we creep into the midnight hour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's getting kind of late. Getting kind of late uh, here on a Tuesday night in Memphis, Tennessee. The land of the beautiful. Yes. Most beautiful <laughs> land in the world. Thank you. Most beautiful land in the world. I want to find out that guy's name. Like, what was the boxer's name and what was, I guess, his promoter? I don't know what that guy was. Yeah, name. I don't know. Anyway, I don't want to research that. Anyway, continue. But um, yeah. So thanks everyone for hanging out with us tonight and and listening to on the on the podcast. We hope you enjoyed everything. Thank you again to Newing Order and CW Wrestling for sponsoring our podcast and all the content that we 
love to make and we uh, appreciate the help. We will see y'all next time. We'll be live here on twitch.tv slash nerd one again this weekend at 10 a.m. Central Time for Extra Life 2021. And let's get to that 10,000 goal where I have put my fat ass through a table. Yes, let's do this. Put my brother through a table. This will yeah. be great. Um, all for this. Katie, if people want to find you as far as social media platforms, where would they go? Uh, it's just at Katie Forbes, K-A-T-E-E-F-O-R-B-I-S. It's almost midnight, so I was trying to make sure I spelled my own name right. Uh, but that's what it is on Instagram and uh, Twitter. Jose? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, uh, talking about anime, manga, uh, probably whatever movie I'm watching at the time, like probably next One Piece. Sunday. Yep. yep. Oh, yeah, we got Going that with Sunday. Adam. Yep. Yeah, we got that on Sunday. <laughs> Adam and my first uh, movie, One Piece theater experience, experience <laughs> which should be interesting. Yep. Because be it's almost like, hmm, it's such a big thing around the world, but... Who around here like watches? It's always cool to see when those people come in, kind of like we were saying with uh, conventions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We're going to a con one day. God damn it! Uh, so uh, people can find me on Twitter at nerd nine one Adam, uh, where I tweet random things like food or things that make me mad or like stupid diabetes things or whatever. And uh, yeah, like Nick said, we'll be on uh, live here, twitch.tv slash nerd901 on Saturday at 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Streaming for Extra Life to benefit Lebanon Children's Hospital. And we're dedicating this um, uh, to to Nick's friend. So that should be a grand time. Um, And I believe this this Saturday is all digital so we'll be playing all kinds of different games as opposed to mm-hmm. next saturday when we do it we're going to be in person at jose's place yep yep and uh, you can find me at no 901 nick where i too tweet random things uh sports recently this is that time of the year where it's, where it's mostly sports and some video game stuff and so yeah like adam said this weekend twitch.tv slash nerd 901 for Extra Life 2020 to benefit LeBonner and uh, dedicate in Kim's memory. So again, thank you all for hanging out with us and in, in, on Twitch and listening to the podcast when it comes out. We appreciate everything that y'all do. We love you so much. Good night. Peace. Adios. <laughs>